Every single one of us has a personal brand. You either own it or someone else owns it for you. Your personal brand influences whether someone works with you, hires you, and most importantly, trusts you. On this podcast, Owning Your Personal Brand, we explore stories, successes, and failures of personal brand journeys and share practical advice on how you can take steps to develop your brand. Whether you are a career professional, executive, athlete, student, or entrepreneur, make sure to take some notes. Now welcome your host of Owning Your Personal Brand, Amy Thompson. All right. Well, welcome everybody to Owning Your Personal Brand. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about personal branding. And I have a wonderful guest with me, somebody I've known for a long time, Mike Ionelli. Mike, how are you doing? I am amazing, Amy. It's so good Good. to see you. And I appreciate you having me on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself for the audience? Just give a little background Mm -hmm. um, and also share what you're doing with Abler. Yeah. So my name is Mike Ionelli. I am a co-founder of an organization called Abler, A-B-L-R. Abler is a full-service disability inclusion and digital accessibility company. Um, Currently, uh, 70% of our organization uh, has a type of disability, and we leverage um, an incredible group of folks to ensure that all people, regardless of ability, have access to digital content uh, and are included in, um, when we think about human resources, all folks are included in terms of usability to make sure that when organizations are thinking of staffing and hiring, where they're thinking of it from a universally designed perspective. And that's what we support and help do. Well, that's wonderful. And we're excited for the Creative Allies side to be one of your partners and looking forward to just continuing to do more work with Abler. As we work with lots of marketing clients, that accessibility piece is really needs to be a must have, not optional, I think, Mm -hmm. as most people think about it. And so looking forward to working with you to make that happen. And today, though, we're going to talk about personal branding. So very, very excited. Some of our previous conversations came up with some good, good pieces of advice that we're going to share with people. Mm -hmm. But first, tell me, what is your definition? How how do you define personal branding? So that's a great question. And I think we'll get into a little bit more about that. But traditionally, um, I never really thought of thought of having a personal brand. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's historically it's been professional versus personal. And I think those lines are sort of blurring today. And uh, so when I think I guess today, my definition of a personal brand is sort of how you're perceived. Um, and how folks and, and people think of you as an individual, um, not necessarily as an individual working for a company, but who you are as a person um, and, and how you're represented in the environment that we call life today. And that's sort of the way I, I think of a personal brand today. Good. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what you said before, mostly people would think about their professional side and their company's brand and not really think about how much that personal impacts I think for me, when I first started running Creative Allies in 2018, I'm a behind the scenes person. I don't really like to be out front. And I just thought because it was an established company, people would see that we're good at what we do and then they would want to work with us. And what you find out is that people are much more interested in who you are as the leader and they want to trust you. They want to know a little bit about you before they move on to trusting your brand. And that's why personal branding is so important because a lot of 
executives, a lot of CEOs don't recognize that connection and that the two really go really go together. So to me, personal branding is it's so critical to being successful as a leader and as an entrepreneur. So I'm very excited to have this discussion with you today. Um, one of the things I want to first talk about is accountability. It's something we had chatted about before. How do you think accountability is a tied to your per is tied to your personal brand? Well, you know, in today's environment, you know, it's very different, right? I mean, back in the yeah. day, and you you talked about hiding out a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm typically historically have been the opposite. I'm sort of the one that's out there. Uh, calling a lot of attention, um, some good, some not so good historically. But my current position with Abler, it's been an absolute honor to kind of be behind the scenes. Uh, my partner, John Samuel, I always joke with him. I'd say he's a micro-influencer, and he is. And he has um, an incredible following of folks. But he really is sort of the, the you know, the when you look at a brand that, that when we think of Abler, John is sort of the advocate for the brand, right? He's a visual representation of our organization. And so I've had the blessing uh, of actually not having to be um, out in the forefront, but really behind the scenes. And I've really, you know, I've really enjoyed that. Um, but when you and I spoke before, you know, in today's environment, everyone kind of has a brand and even, you know, even our children, you know, the representation of, of each individual, whether it's an avatar or whatever online is a representation of that individual. And mm -hmm. so, you know, when I go back to, to my old days of, of growing up in this industry, it was sort of what you, who you were exposed to, the content that you chose, the car you drove, your personal hobbies, that was sort of what made you sort of your brand, but um, that wasn't really a public thing. And now in today's environment with podcasts, with social media uh, and the access that we have to people, um, you can connect and get to really know individuals and kind of what you just mentioned, you get to know them before um, you make a decision. And so the entire ecosystem of media and communication and all that is so drastically different or so has changed so drastically that in today's environment, you you kind of are, whether you want a brand or not, you kind of are. And you have to Absolutely. make sure that you protect that. And when you talk about accountability, it's, it's a tricky little space today because what you say, how you say it, where you say it, who you say it to, uh, what is your intention, all those things matter. Um, and it is a little bit of a, a risky proposition today, especially from some for some of the older folks like me. Um, you know, I'm used to just being able to say what I want to say and, and and not worry so much. But the accountability part about being present mm -hmm. uh, and ex you know, I won't say exposed as much as um, given the opportunity. Kind of vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a vulnerable place because I th I think what you say and how you say it and who you are, you, you have to be accountable for what you say, right? Clearly. But I think the line of, of um, understanding uh, is, is a little different, right? Because in the past you might be able to have a conversation and, and say something and, and, and it maybe, maybe you slip. Like we talked last time, sometimes mm -hmm. I always slip and, and say something <laughs> silly. I just, it's just, I'm a, I, I do. Uh, but in today's environment, you, there are no room for mistakes. Um, I think we call it, what do we, what does everybody call it? The cancel, the cancel culture. Cancel yeah. Culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a fear. I mean, I think the accountability piece is 
you know, you always say to your children or, or as you're growing up, you know, you have a reputation. Our family has a reputation. You know, when you go out in the world, you know, you need to keep that in mind. Yeah. Of what you say and, and, and what you say and how you treat people matter. Right. Uh, but in today's environment, it's all electronic and it's all social and it's all shared in an instantaneous moment. And it can be misconstrued. It can be edited. It can be changed for any benefit to benefit anyone else. And so yeah. you have to be very critical in your thinking to ensure that whatever you do say is in line with who you are as a person, who you who you want your family, to, how your family to be represented and your organization to be represented. So for someone like me, it's a little bit more difficult coming from, I've got, I've, I've had to learn a lot the hard way on mm -hmm. how to um, think before speaking. Because uh, mm -hmm. as you know, I'm, I'm a very emotional guy, uh, which I'm working on changing very quickly. But you've, you've got to be very thoughtful before you speak, and you need to make sure before you speak, it is in line with who uh, you are, your organization, and your family is. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are a couple of things you mentioned that I want to point out. One is you talked about young people, right? You talked about mm -hmm. kids, and even they have a personal brand. And we hear stories about people being you know, not hired or people being let go for things they say online. And again, it comes back to that blur of personal and professional and mm -hmm. making sure that you understand you're accountable for everything you say and everything you, you put out there. But I think the second thing that you mentioned is, is about the mistakes and slipping up and things like that. I feel like from a business perspective, and I'd like to get your take on this, but from a business perspective, people like authenticity. They, mm -hmm. they know that nobody's perfect. We all have flaws. We're going to make mistakes. And it's really about how you recover from it, how you adjust to it, maybe how you change. But what are your thoughts on that about the idea that we don't want people to be so guarded, so mm. feel like they're walking on eggshells because things online are permanent in a sense. But what kind of advice would you have for people just to maybe not let loose all the time, but understand? You're that... asking the wrong person. <laughs> so maybe I'm all about letting loose. <laughs> but it really is understanding that people who want to do business with you want to know you, but they want to know the real you. And if that means you're a little quirky or you're a little this mm -hmm. or that, that's actually who they want, you know, who they want to know. So can you share any thoughts about, yeah. about that? You know, I, I've always thought that intention matters, mm -hmm. it really matters. But at the same time, you still have to be thoughtful of your audience um, and, and who you're saying it to. But to me, I think there are there are good people that have good intentions and then there are some individuals that may not have good intentions. And I think if you when you know someone, um, at least give someone an opportunity like to get to know someone, because it's hard. Like if you and I just met and you're like, hey, come on the show. And I'm like, hey, I don't know you. And it's like <laughs> I could say something and you could be like, God, that guy's kind of a jerk, you know, and. And but I think to me is what I'm learning is when you connect with someone, really trying to get to know them like as a person. You know, I've always been I've always really enjoyed working because of the people that I meet. And, you know, when I was in my younger days, I was criticized uh, because I was told my relationships with my clients were too personal. Um, and I actually adamantly disagree with that. And I, and, and my position on it is, you know, life is short. And as I get older and I watch my kids get older, um, you start to realize that and you realize that, you know, what we're doing, we spend 
you know, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours a day doing this, um, I'm going to enjoy it. Like I want to get to know the people that I work with and I, and I want to get to know what makes them tick and who their family is and what do they do on the weekends. And it's not because um, I'm doing that because I want, like, like I, I'm trying to like create some sort of faux relationship. Mm -hmm. It's, it's because I legitimately care about people. And I think, I think those that know me would say that, that I do legitimately care. But I think when you, when you think about how your personal brand is, you know, there's, there's an, that goes back to the intention. Like, what are you really, you know, and most people can, can pretty much, I think we, as humans, we have a sense of like the BS meter, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I think intention is everything. I mean, if I think you, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to admit that you're wrong. Uh, I, in what I'm doing today with Abler, it's a disability inclusion company. I spent 25 years in e-commerce, uh, digital advertising, running advertising agencies. And I get on the phone and I speak with some amazing people that are so far more intelligent, more gifted, more talented, uh, and have way more industry knowledge than, than I may ever have. But, but I'm open-minded to recognizing that. And I think they real realize my intentions are good and that I want to be smarter and learn. And I think they respect that. And so I think it really does come back to what your intention is. And I think that goes back to everything we do in life. Right. Um, is, is, it, is it a positive intention or is there some sort of ulterior motive? Um, and, and I think for the most part, uh, at least in business, people can understand if there's an ulterior motive, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Another thing I think is important, intention, I think is great. It's a great point and something to consider, especially when you're making quick judgments about people, right? It's like, mm -hmm. what were they trying to do or what were, they, what were their intentions? So I think that's really important. The second thing is, is value to me that is also important. Like what value are you bringing to other people? And to me, that's a really important part Absolutely. of your personal brand. So I'll ask you as we talk about, you know, the personal brand that you don't think you have. <laughs> what kind of value? What kind of value do you bring to your clients and and your peers and partners? Yeah, I, I guess when I the I hope that individuals that I work with um, really get a sense that I that I really do care about the outcome. Um, you know, when I think about what I do today, you know, as a chief revenue officer, as a co-founder, there's a there's a sales sort of aspect to what we do. And for the longest time, um, I always felt like that was not a, you know, a positive intention in terms of like, it depends on how you look at it. If you're like a salesperson, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just a salesperson. They just want something from us. Right. Um, but I don't believe that to be the case. And I think I don't, I don't look at it as sales. I look at it as, is engagement. I look at it as trying, like if I have something valuable that I can provide to help you in any way, then I want to share that with you. Um, whatever that is. I mean, um, and so when I think about like my personal sort of venture for Abler is, yeah, I mean, the more people that we talk to and form relationships with and help change sort of the the, the dynamic of this community and and its exclusion right now and and the whole DEI movement, I think I we can provide incredible value. Mm -hmm. And even if we end up not working together with someone, I want them to walk away and say, you know, that was a good engagement. I enjoyed mm -hmm. 
the conversation. I learned something uh, and it was valuable. And so every day that, that I wake up, I try, you know, and I make lots of mistakes uh, more in my personal life now these days <laughs> in my work life. But um, I really do try to have a good outcome. Like I, mm -hmm. I mean, I love what I do. Like I love meeting new people. I love hearing different perspectives. Um, and it's made me so much smarter, so much more professional. Um, I try to I try to listen more. And so when you talk about your personal brand and like what you're known as, like I probably historically have been known as like, a, and I still <laughs> am a talker, uh, but like maybe I'd talk too much and didn't listen as much. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like this experience is giving me um, being more open-minded and wanting to listen and hear because I, I, I have a different respect today than I've had in the past for other people in the industry. Um, but I mean, if you're not providing value, then I mean, in reality, there's no real point in having a conversation. Right. You know? Absolutely. So that, I mean, that's just the way I look. What about you? What do you, what, I mean, how yeah. do you look at that? That's a good question. Yeah. I think to me, finding that, that value is, is one of the keys to personal branding. It's the first, that and your why, which I'll ask you about in a moment, but that's like the first step. I think a lot of times when people think about personal brand, they think about social and they think about writing blogs and they think about these tactical things that are a little bit down the road. But first, I do believe you have to focus on what is the value that you add to the people that you work with. So for me, through Creative Allies, we do digital marketing. And I think one of the things that I bring is that we focus a lot on other entrepreneurs. And so I feel like I can relate. I can, you know, really understand what that other business leader is going through because I'm going through the same thing. Or I went through it last year, right? So my advice mm -hmm. isn't just textbook is really based on something that we went through or things that we've tried that did work or didn't work. And I think there is huge value in that, in, in feeling like you're working with a peer versus you're working with a vendor mm -hmm. and developing that relationship that's more like a peer relationship, more like a partnership versus a company just hiring a vendor to do something. And I've found that that's more something that I've seen over the past few years that clients are telling us versus me, you know, just defining it. But I think that's really something that sets me apart, sets my company apart is people feel comfortable that we're, we're peers at this and we're working and we might be at a different level, but we're still working towards those same kind of business goals that I can help with. Yeah. I think, I think over there's an ego that comes along with professionalism and, and, it's like, let's climb the ladder and I'm better than you and I make more than mm -hmm. you and I'm more powerful than you and my podcast is, you know, and it's like, <laughs> to me, I, I just, I don't, I don't know if I care like that anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think what matters to me, professionally speaking, is really good relationships with mm -hmm. people. I mean, I, I love that I still talk to clients that I worked with 15, 20 mm -hmm. years ago. I, I love that. You know, I know my clients' children's names and and what they do for fun. Like I, because again, work is work, and right. and career is career. And but I think now it's all one. It, it's it's your entire experience. And so when you're out on the street or when you're, you know, I mean, I'll tell you the funny. I kind of told you that funny story uh, last week about <laughs> the Johnny Depp trial. You know. Uh, Boy, that was a that was a terrifying thing to admit that I that I went to. But uh, you know, you're out and about in a public setting, and and yeah. and there are some unique individuals. And uh, 
you've got to be really careful on on how you're perceived and, right. and what you say and how you say it. And there's really not there's no longer really a separation of work in personal life. You know, uh, if I'm on Facebook and I'm out there, you know, being inappropriate and saying things I shouldn't say, and then I come to work on LinkedIn and I'm a different right. person on LinkedIn than I'm on Facebook. <laughs> That's kind of the purpose. I think. I think what I would, you know, the perfect scenario is you're you're just be, you're just in the evolution. You're just yourself. You're like just you're just human. You. Yeah. You're the yeah. same human everywhere you go, right? Yeah. And um, I think that's what I'm probably. I think it's probably the thing I'm learning the most is that, mm. you know, when you think about your personal brand, it's not just how you're viewed at work. It's how you're viewed yeah. everywhere. And. Right. Um, and every relationship. And, you know, yeah. people think personal brand, they think, well, I'm, you know, Ionelli has a brand. No, I, I don't really have a brand, um, but I represent a brand. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's important that as individuals and people that we are just, I think, I guess I, I keep saying as I get older and I keep thinking maybe I'm going through some midlife crisis. You know, I obviously got the, the hairdo going, midlife crisis hairdo going today. Uh, life is short, you know, do, you know, put out good intentions, mm -hmm. put out good energy. I mean, I'm learning this about this energy thing for the first mm -hmm. time in my life. And you, you always hear like, Oh, what you put out, what you put out. you, yeah, get you get yeah. And it's so true. Like if you, if you, if you're, it, it, to me, it goes back to intentions. If your intentions are good uh, and you try to do good, you're going to hit some hiccups and some speed bumps along the way. But mm the real you will always come out if your intentions are good and you're putting yeah. out good in the universe. I think that that will always come back to you. And I yeah. think that's, that to me is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. One point I want to make to what you said that's interesting is because people are not staying with companies, you know, for their whole career anymore. It is important to understand that your, your brand is a reflection of your company. But then if you change jobs, you're not changing who you are, right? So your brand stays right. with you throughout the five or six companies you may work for in your career. And that's another reason why it's important to define it and develop it, because you don't want your brand to be tied only with one organization if you're not going to be there, you know, for the for the rest of your career. So I think that the other thing you said, one of the other things you said is that that blend or blurriness between personal and, and professional and I think social media has a lot to do with it. But mm -hmm. like you said, there's, you know, Facebook maybe for personal, LinkedIn for professional, but it's still online. And so someone mm -hmm. can still go search for your name and something is going to come up. So you <laughs> you have to be careful <laughs> about just because you post it in different places and you think, well, this is my personal page, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anybody can go look at any time as they're investigating your company, maybe looking to work with you and they find something mm -hmm. ridiculous or crazy that you put out there. Right. So right. it is about, you know, back to the intention, the accountability, all of that, I think, um, plays a, plays a part. Um, I want to ask you, you know, the other thing that is important to me in helping people develop their brands is, is that why, you know, so why, why do you do what you do? You said you're, you know, you're really enjoying working with the team at Abler. Why? Do you feel like this was the right, you know, move for you, the right thing that you should be doing at this time? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I, I say divine intervention. I, I really do. I know, I know the the 50 million people that are tuning in today to watch this are going to be shocked. But I do. I believe that. I mean, I, I I'm a very different person than I was a few years ago. Um, 
And, you know, it's it just, it was a, it was a calling for now, you know, and, and I pray every day that, and I believe every day that what we're doing is going to continue and make great strides. And I think it's necessary and it's meaningful and it's fulfilling. Um, but to me, it was, it was, it was God, you know, it was, it, you know, and that may not be a, a great answer today because who knows what, what things are today with people with that. But to me, I was at a really, really low point in my life. Um, and um, uh, I was, I was asked to meet someone and that someone is now my business partner, John Samuel. And, and uh, I've always felt, you know, I, I've always felt that there's something that I have a greater purpose. And I think we all do. I mean, this is no surprise, but I think, I don't think not, I don't think everybody actually believes it in a way that they can manifest it. If, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. And so I guess to me, I think, I feel like I have a great amount of talent in a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, I feel like my purpose, and I believe this, I hope I look back in 10 years now and say, <laughs> wow, but I do believe that I, the way my personality and the fact that I'm outspoken and the fact that I uh, am very, I don't know if passionate is a good word anymore. I don't think it is, but, but very caring about a specific cause or a community or a group that I can help raise awareness around mm -hmm. something that matters, something that is meaningful and not just how much more money can I generate an organization in sales, mm -hmm. um, which I love to do by the way. But, <laughs> but when you go home and it's like, you know, did I do something today that matters? Right. Did I, am I helping make the world a better place to some degree? And, yeah. and when I met John, I just, I just, there was, it was, it, it, we've had some, it was an instant connection. It was an instant feeling. And I felt, wow, this is an opportunity for the first time in my life that I have that I can kind of drive what this looks like. And, um, I can kind of be me and not, and, 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 but, but the new me, the, mm -hmm. the, the reserved sort of me. Mm -hmm. But when I, at the end of the day, I feel so blessed. Uh, you know, I love my team. You know, I, I just, they're like family to me. And I, people always say, don't blend, don't blend. I, I don't, I disagree with that. I really do. I, I, and I know people will say whatever they want to say, but you spend more time with the people you work mm -hmm. with than, than your husband, wife, kids, family. Mm -hmm. uh, why does it have to be such a line? What, why does it always have to be? I go to work, I come home and mm -hmm. it's, it's just a different experience. And I think if, you, if, in, especially in, in today in America, it's like, you know, you're born into an ecosystem basically. And what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, basically what, what are you going to do to keep the wheels turning in the, in the capitalist society? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, instead of growing up and saying, well, what moves you? What motivates you? What are you passionate about? Like, what can you do better? We kind of force people into this system and say, go to school, learn the same way everybody else learns, get out, get a mediocre job because you can't find what you want to do, you know, pay back 300,000 in school loans for the next 20 years of your life and then just churn, just churn. Mm -hmm. All right. And then most people feel awful. Mm -hmm. You know, Sunday night rolls around and they got to go to work for the Started next 30 years of their life. Yeah. And it's like, I spent years feeling that way. And I don't want to, I just, I don't want to feel that way ever. And mm -hmm. I haven't felt that way in probably seven or eight years. And to me, we've got to do, we got to do better 
we talk about personal brand, right? Everyone has one, right? Every mm -hmm. child has one. Mm -hmm. There's a reputation. Everything you say follows you everywhere. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that is a terrifying thing for my, for, for everyone that I know. Um, I just, I don't like how there's no chance, there's no second chances anymore. Um, and I'm, I'm totally blabbering all over the place. I've lost my train <laughs> of thought 14 different times because I'm looking at these photos and I'm, I'm thinking of my kids. And uh -huh. going, but we, we have to be, I, I think what we can, we, not everybody learns the same. Uh -huh. Not everybody is the same. And I think we need to start to find a better approach to, to feeding this, this, this economy. One that, you know, one that where individuals can be, we label everyone the same and yeah. we put everyone in a box and not everybody learns that way. And I think we can start to change this sort of mentality we have about feeding the economy and then maybe, maybe feeding or fulfilling a life plan. There's, there, there's more to life than feeding an economy, I guess mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. And we have to find when it ties back to the personal brand, we have to find who, and at a, even at a young age, who we really are. Yeah. And we have to help our, as parents and is, is embrace that change because we have, we only focus on markets and things that matter financially, but there's an yeah. incredible amount of forgotten, forgotten sort of industries and things that we don't pay attention to yeah. or, or needs that we don't pay attention to because it doesn't generate a ton of money. And we forget that. And we, yeah. we I think we do a disservice to our, our children and to our youth and kind of saying, hey, you've got to just do what we always do. And when yeah. you go into an organization and you talk to somebody and say, well, this is the way we do it. This is yeah. the way we've always done it. What do, what do people say? Run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to work for a company like that. But yeah. yet we do it every single day in our country. And yeah. yet we're forced to do it. And I think when you talk about personal branding, it ties back to happiness it ties back to the way yeah. you treat people. It ties back to all that. And if we're not setting people up for true fulfilling success in something, then they carry that that guilt, that resentment, yeah. that frustration with them, and it can drive them down a different path. Yeah. So, yeah. No idea what that has to do with anything, but I, I felt it was necessary. To say it. <laughs> no, I think I mean there were some good points in there. I think the fulfillment is important. And I think one one thing I'll say is and you're probably going through this too with Abler is you actually can do both. And it's kind of funny that we usually only choose the money. We choose the job that's going to make us a ton of money, but really you can do both. You can do something that you're passionate about that fulfills you. That's actually making the world better, which is what you all are doing at Abler, but also make money. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. And I think from a professional standpoint, a career standpoint, that's also important to remember and share with younger people. You don't have to make that choice to only do right. something for money and only right. do something for good. You can actually, you can actually do both. So, so yeah. You, what do you think there? Do you, would you say go for passion, go for joy? Cause they always say, if you love what you do, you never work a day. Yeah. Ever. I think it's certainly going for passion. I think the challenge is most of us don't know, might not know what we're passionate about at a younger age. And I think a lot of us, it's like a trial and error thing. You you do this job and you're like, oh, no, you do this one. And then you're like, oh, no, that doesn't work for me. And then you eventually find what really moves you and what brings you a lot of happiness. Uh, I think you're lucky if you make that decision when you're in your 20s, you know, and you can really figure out what, what makes you that happy. But I don't think most people do. Um, and so I do think it's a revelation a lot of us have like a little bit later in life. So.
So, so that's an interesting, you know, when you talk, we talked a little, we sometimes we talk about that fear thing. Yeah. Um, you know, do you, are you, are you in fearful when you, you know, you're, you're sort of a public figure out there in the professional environment. <laughs> do you, when you think about, do you, how much do you think before you post? Are you, are you worried about what people may or may not say? Like I, I know yeah. I to my mentor, Don a lot and he's like, look, you just got to get out there and say, yeah. And there's still a worry of being judged, being criticized, yeah. you know, how does that impact you? Like, do you feel like that's an impact when you in a professional environment for you? Uh, so now you're just going to interview me. That's what we're doing. That, that was a <laughs> slide of hand. <laughs> no, really I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is one thing that I'll say <laughs> is a bit unique about me and the other, <laughs> your mentor that you talked about, because we are related. I think that I have, I'm not going to say I have no fear of that, but I don't spend a lot of time worrying because I'm a logical thinker mm -hmm. and I know you can't please everyone. So why in the world would you worry about making some person unhappy or what they're going to say? And more times than not, more people are going to appreciate what you, what you share and what you say than those that won't like it. So I don't, when I'm writing something or putting something out there, I rarely think about, oh, what if somebody doesn't like it or, or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, it's more about, do I think the information is helpful? Do I think it's valuable? Now, one thing I don't do, I don't actually, when it comes to social media, I rarely post personal things, mm -hmm. but that's more because I'm just a private person. So whether it's social or whatever, that's not really my, my thing. But when it comes to business, um, it's just not something I think about that much to where mm -hmm. it would stop me from sharing something or stop me from posting something because we do live in a world where people are judgmental, but who cares? I mean, they're going to be judgmental if you say, one or if you say two so you'll never get it perfect if that's the you know that's the group it's you're trying to intention thing right if yeah you're, yeah i i do I, I i think it is an intentional thing i mean for me yeah to write i always feel like i've got so many things i want to say but yeah how many times have i i've gone on linkedin like last night i was on linkedin and there was something i wanted to talk about um yeah and I decided I wrote this long thing out and I decided to just cancel it. To not do I it. Deleted it. Yeah. I mean, because fear is is kind of the, you know, it holds a lot of people back from a lot of different things. But I think that uh, goes back to something I said earlier. The reason people work with you is because they like who you are. It's not because they don't like who you are. And they don't mm -hmm. want you to feel like you have to. Now, if you're putting out something offensive, which you're not going to do, that's different. But you're just putting out your opinions or your perspective on something. I think the people who matter would appreciate that that's your perspective. They might not agree or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But they appreciate that it's your perspective. And like you said before, you want people around you that are going to get to know you and not judge you just based on like one or two things to actually mm -hmm. get to know you. And I do think that comes back to personal branding because you're in control of defining how people know you. You're in control of what you put out there, what you say, how you define yourself, how you describe yourself. And the more you are fearful of that, the more you're opening yourself up to letting somebody else do that, right? And somebody else creating mm -hmm. that narrative. So I think it, it all does tie back together nicely that the fear part of it is certainly easier said than done, <laughs> but it's something that as business leaders, we have to challenge ourselves to just take a little, you know, small steps outside of your comfort zone to try things and just put yourself out there a little bit more. And in the long run, you'll probably find that two things. One, you'll at least know yourself better 
And then two, you might actually build an audience <laughs> and both are positive things. So. Now, yeah, so, so I know this is, yeah, talk to me about that. Cause I think about the audience thing and, mm-hmm. you know, as we talk about personal brand and a lot mm-hmm. of times it's, it goes back to, you know, followers and shares and tweets yeah. and likes and comments. And is it possible to have, in your opinion, a, a positive, meaningful brand that is not socially uh, popular? I think so. I, I think someone asked me this the other day about something similar where you talk about people who have lots of followers on social, for example. Mm-hmm. But then as a marketer, you know this. Well, how, how much engagement do they have? Like, who cares mm-hmm. how many followers you have? Nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody, yeah, maybe they click that button to follow, but they don't pay attention to anything you're doing. You can't sell anything to them. There's no conversation going on. And so it is more about just those main metrics we see that make people feel good. You know, it's like, oh, he has so many likes or whatever. It's really about the conversations because you could have a community of 50 people, but 10 of them do business with you. You could have a community of a thousand people and nobody does business with you. And so it's like, which one would you want, right? Do you want to be popular or do you want to run your business? And be successful, and well, I think the that's personal what it comes brand down. thing is really how you view it as well as so it's an internal yes. view, yeah, and an external view. That's right, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, I'm going to wrap this up of me interviewing you, you and you interviewing me. Talk all day. This is going to be a long, long conversation all day. I would like to ask one last question of you, which is just how can people find you, and how can they learn more about Abler, which is like you mentioned before, just a great company. Mm-hmm. How can people learn more about what you all do there? Yeah, I mean, our website is abler360.com. Um, that you know, it's you can hit me up directly, you can follow me on Snapchat. No, I'm kidding, you can uh, <laughs> LinkedIn is good. Uh, but Abler, you know, it's 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 an important thing, uh, it's a mission driven sort of organization that we have, and our, our goal really is to ensure that all websites, all digital assets are accessible for everyone. And mm-hmm. um, as we look around and see that there are 10 billion people worldwide that have a disability, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's one in nine in the United States have a cognitive impairment. It's, you know, visual impairments are over 10 million in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And yet 90 percent of all U.S. content that's out there today, it's not accessible or usable for different folks and uh, with different disabilities and different abilities. And so it's a real problem. And I, I'm grateful because we're seeing an uptick um, and folks are getting more assertive in terms of ensuring their content is accessible. And that, so that is very positive. But, um, you know, we, we just had a, a webinar the other day about more than the website. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding and what the industry knows and is knowing is that the website is really just a starting point, right? It's your it's your storefront. Right. Yeah. But once you open the door and you go into the store, how are those experiences as well? Uh, how are your employees? Are they able to, you know, are they usable experiences for your employees? Uh, are your product and shopping experiences, etc. And so, um, it's a great it's a great organization. Uh, we have a great company, and yeah, we we love to. You know, we're happy to give free assessments and give you some free guidance to. To help you get started but yeah abler360.com and amy i i know i you know i love talking with you um i'm gonna you have inspired me to uh to start a, and i'm gonna have you on my podcast <laughs> my personal brand but um Good. no it's grateful i love what you're doing i think creative allies is, is a great remarkable company and 
I'm super proud of you and all your accomplishments. And I'm, and I'm beyond grateful for, uh, for being on today. Thank you. Well, it's been wonderful to have you. And uh, again, it's abler360.com. Check that out. Um, I think to close out a couple of points that, that we talked about today, number one is you have a personal brand. So whether you want one, whether you don't think you do, you have one. And put some time and effort into developing it and growing it. And my, my personal opinion is you start with your why, you start with what value you bring, and then you focus on some of those tactical things of how you get that brand out there. Mm -hmm. I think what Mike brought up about intention is so important. We talked about accountability and how important that is as well. But the bottom line for today is don't let fear stop you from focusing on your own personal brand and the success that you can that you can attain if you do focus on it and really own it. And so I thank you, Mike, for being here and for having this conversation. And thank you for everyone who, uh, who listened to us today and have a wonderful day. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Owning Your Personal Brand. If you found information from this episode helpful, please share it with others that you know. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and join us again next week. Owning Your Personal Brand is produced by the team at Creative Allies, a digital marketing firm based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Until next time, thanks again for listening.